Good morning. This is the Financial Nuggets podcast with me, Michael Palmer. Today, we're going to talk through one of my favorite topics. We're going to dissect some of the quote-unquote experts in the investing world and see what they predicted would happen in 2023 and compare that to what actually happened in 2023. So everything I'm going to go through today is the S&P 500 data. Just as a reminder, I do not believe you should be heavily invested in the S&P 500. There are many other asset classes that perform better over long periods of time. And if nothing else, proper diversification would tell us that we should be way more diversified than just owning 500 of the large U.S. companies. But as I said, just a quick understanding of the S&P 500, because I think all of this is relevant and ties together. It's the 500 biggest stocks in America. So many of these stocks are the ones you're familiar with because you see the companies or you hear the news talk about them all the time. These are companies like Apple, Amazon, Meta or Facebook, uh, Coke, Home Depot, Tesla, NVIDIA, Microsoft, Google. Generally, when most people think about investing, they are thinking about the S&P 500 simply because this is all they know about. They know about these big companies. It's what they hear about on the news. It's what they read about on the internet, or it's what their friends talk about at the barbecue. And and many times people will invest in an S&P index for what they call to be broad diversification. Meaning instead of buying one or two companies, they can buy all 500 by simply owning an index that invest in all of these companies. So as of the end of 2023, if you invested in an S&P 500 cap weighted index, meaning the investments are weighted towards the biggest company. So in in other words, if you invested a million dollars in the S&P 500 index, about 7% of that money, which is the equivalent of $70,000, would go into only owning Apple. About 7% or another $70,000 would go into only owning Microsoft. About 3.5% would go into owning Amazon. About 3% would go to NVIDIA, 2% to Google, 2% to Meta or Facebook, and about 2% to Google or Alphabet. So the goal is diversification, uh, typically when someone invests in the S&P 500. However, about 25% of your money goes into seven stocks. I talked about this last year on podcast 10, but it's always a good reminder. A vast majority of your money is being invested heavily in just a few stocks. And I'm not even getting into the discussion on if 500 stocks is truly diversification. But, you know, I I kind of digress here. So today we're going to talk through this data with the S&P 500 and compare the predictions that these experts made about what would happen in 2023. So it's important to understand how the S&P 500 is allocated or the cap-weighted index because it helps you understand why people talk about the S&P 500. I, I digress. So today we're going to talk through this data um, using the S&P 500 and compare that to predictions that the quote-unquote experts made about what would happen in 2023. So in short, in in 2023, the S&P 500 was up about 24%, which is awesome, right? In other words, if you put a million dollars in the S&P 500 last year and you left it alone, you had perfect behavior despite Chinese balloons flying over the US, war in Ukraine, banks failing, war in the Middle East, Fitch downgrading US debt, high inflation, uh, temptation of keeping cash because you might get 5% in a bank. Um, If you ignored all of those things, and you had perfect behavior, your million dollars that you would have invested would have grown to $1.24 million, which is a pretty awesome return, especially considering that the average rate of return in the S&P 500 is generally around 10%, of course, depending on which time period you choose to measure. Now, just a quick reminder of 2022, 
This is important context as we think through what people were saying as we head into 2023, but record high inflation was going on. Um, again, thinking 2022 right here, record high inflation was going on. The S&P 500 was down close to 20% in 2022. Things were not looking good at all. And on average, Wall Street experts were predicting that the market would be up about 5% in 2023. Now remember, the S&P was actually up 24%, but people on Wall Street were predicting about 5% on average. So the average was off by about 20%. So if you were looking at this in December of 2022, and you knew you could get 4 to 5% in high-yield savings accounts, you're pretty tempted to stay in cash or even move to cash even if you were invested. And if you did move to cash, you would have missed out on potentially a 20% rate of return on your money. Now, lots of headlines, lots of temptations not to invest or to not invest back at the end of 2022. So here are just 12 um, what the industry would call experts predicting what would happen in 2023, right? So again, think of like roughly Q4 of 2022, people, these experts are starting to predict what's going to happen in 2023. So Merrill Lynch predicted about a 5% increase. Barclays predicted a 5% decrease. Bank of Montreal, a 15% increase. Uh, CFRA, which is a research company, predicted an 18% increase. Citi was a 2% increase. Credit Suisse was a 5% increase. Deutsche Bank was a 17% increase. Goldman was a 10%. JP Morgan was a 12%. Morgan, uh, Morgan Stanley was about a 1% or basically flat. UBS said flat. And Wells Fargo said a 3% increase. So none of them were correct. None of them were even really that close. And I'm not beating these companies up or these people up. I'm simply reminding everyone that no one can predict what's going to happen in 12 to 24 months. I know you hear me say it all the time, but if one person or one company could do this, they would have everyone's money. I'm never going to try to predict short-term market movements. If we stick by our investing principles, which are simply buy stocks, diversify, rebalance, and behave, generally, we're going to be okay. We build your balance sheet with cash reserves or guaranteed assets to offset much of the standard deviation of the investment accounts, meaning that if investments go down one year, we still have other assets that we can pull money from so that we don't compound a negative investing year. So if we can't predict short-term movements in markets, it's just another reminder to build your balance sheet the right way, invest for the long term, continue to ignore the noise and the headlines, and ultimately behave. Stick to the investment plan and understand that no one can predict the next war. No one can predict the next person to be elected president or the next interest rate hike or the next pandemic or the next Chinese balloon floating across the U.S. No one can predict um, the next time the, the Houthi rebels try to stop a ship, a ship halfway around the world in the Red Sea. And even more so, no one can predict how markets will respond to these things in the short term not even the quote-unquote experts. Stick to the principles. All right, that's enough for today. As always, just a reminder, subscribe to the podcast. Let me know if you have any questions or other topics you want to talk about. I will talk to you again in a couple of weeks. And now for the compliance piece, Registered Representative Financial Advisor, Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PASS, OSJ, 5280, Carroll Canyon Road, Suite 300, San Diego, California, 921216196846400, Securities, Products, and Advisory Services offered through PASS member FINRA SIPC. Financial Representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York, PASS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian, Westpac Wealth Partners, LLC, is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PASS or Guardian. 
Insurance products offered through Westpac Wealth Partners and Insurance Services, LLC, ADBA of Westpac Wealth Partners, LLC, California Insurance License Number 0L49687. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Past Guardian or Westpac Wealth. And opinions stated are their own. Guardian and subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Georgia Independent Operators Association, GIOA, is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Pass or Guardian. This material is intended for general use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC and your financial representative are not undertaking to provide investment advice or make a recommendation for a specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Uh, past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Indices are unmanaged and one cannot invest directly in an index. Diversification does not guarantee profit or protect against market loss. Date, data and rates used were indicative of market conditions as of the date shown. Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends are based on current market conditions and are subject to, subject to change without notice. References to specific securities, asset classes, and financial markets are for illustrative purposes only and do not con constitute a sol solicitation, offer, or recommendation to purchase or sell a security. 2023-166900, expiration 126.